why we should still have a relationship. Right. Like, don't use that excuse. I hope I'm a good enough parent where nobody has to use that argument where that's like that's your default. Like, well, I don't got nothing else to say. I can't say, you know, he tried to help or he made the right decision or she did this. It is like, uh, well, that's still your mama. Like that. That's my not go to, you know, you know, same thing. A lot of husbands don't have anything else to say. Well, you know, you if, well, if you submit it, maybe if you led better. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense, your favorite local neighborhood barbershop style podcast. I am Tafaris Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined my co-hosts, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, you know what to do. Joe Nathan, Joe Nathan. Uh, Jonathan Majors is fully on trial, and we have seen the video. Finally, they released it, and... uh. That boy is a runner. He is a track star. Uh, I don't have the stamina, and I don't know how old girl that ran really, really fast in those heels, and I don't know what they call somebody who runs really, really fast in some heels, but according to Riley Freeman, uh, that makes her... Coming, a- big da- Coming daddy. <laughs> but uh, that girl can run, too. She ran Jonathan Majors through all five boroughs is what I hear uh, happen. So... I, but I, in all serious though, man, they, they've been doing a number on Jonathan Majors. It's some really damning evidence that came out. Um, we heard some testimony and some recordings of him calling himself a great man. And and I, I don't like how the media is portraying him saying that he likened himself to Obama and MLK. I think he was using those examples of th- their wives and how good of wives they are. As to what he was saying. Uh, and when he said, I'm a great man, I mean, that's like you arguing with, you know, chick you dating and you like, I'm a good dude. I'm a great dude. Like, you you be happy to have me. Um, so I, I didn't think a lot of that was as bad as they tried to make it out to be. Um, now, his, his, his personal beliefs aren't on trial. Exactly. Exactly. And again, it's a lot of those conversations are conversations that the average relationships have uh especially if you got a a chick that you not feeling like is up to kind of what you're looking for i'm not saying jonathan majors isn't uh uh kevin samuels alpha male type yada 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 he very male might very well might be but like you said Ferg, that's not on trial what's on trial is did he domestically abuse his girlfriend at the time that night um and from the evidence from what we saw in that video, it didn't look like it. He was trying to get away. He was pushing her off. She was holding his hand. She kept coming back out. She kept uh, chasing after him. Um, he did his uh, Taekwondo self-defense. yeah, And uh, got off of him real quick and, and took off. So I, I, I don't know where this is going, man, but I'm interested in seeing the rest of the trial and I want to see what uh, the jury kind of decides on it. But it's it's interesting to see. Uh, everything that's happening. That video can't be real. <laughs> they can't. Can, they they didn't zoom in enough to make sh- to make me believe that that's Jonathan Jonathan Majors and his ex girlfriend. Because if that's truly them, I don't even know why we're on trial. Well, there's a whole trial. Like at a certain point, you gotta like okay, people. But 
on a lighter note, when I saw the video, I watched it a couple of times. The first time I saw the video, I was just in awe. The second time and third time, maybe in the fourth time I saw the video with the commentary, the Benny Hill music, the theme song started playing <laughs> in my head. I don't know if y'all know who Benny Hill is, but it's just, it's, <laughs> it just started playing. My- <laughs> because, you know, it's, all, it's like a bunch of, it is a perfect segue with cutaways. <laughs> You know, and like and there were just so many different cam- camera angles. <laughs> yeah, like it just. <laughs> oh my god! So, uh, best of luck. I hope they get what they need out of the trial, and they make a swift and just decision, and everybody else can move on with their lives. Anything else yep. for Tsurazi? Uh, yeah, a couple other things. Um, the Yu Yu Hakusho live action did drop on Netflix. We watched the first episode. <sighs> Um. Yeah, it is. It is. It is a a Japanese live action remake. So if you liked the other Japanese live action remakes that they did, Bleach and uh, my not My Hero Academia, what was it? Um, Full Metal Alchemist, all of those, you'll like it. If you didn't, then you're not gonna like this one either. It is a very kind of Japanese movies. But if you like the old school kung fu movies and if you like zombie movies the first episode is all i've seen you might like it It, it's actually the zombie movements the fight scenes the choreography are actually really really good in it so if you're just interested looking for something different um there uh what was it the train train to yuma the one that won all the grammys or whatever that zombie movie that was a north korean movie i can't remember the name of it um train to busan that's what it's called um it's, it's, it reminds me a lot of that. So if you like that movie, if you like something like that, you might just like the show. So it was pretty good on that. And other than that, uh, Jodeci is there announced their residency. So if you liked Usher, you know that his resident residency is over. And so Jodeci's Jodeci is out there now. So go check them out, man. You might, um, you know, get have as much fun. I don't think they have a catalog anywhere near Usher's catalog. So I don't know how they're going to pull on a full show like that, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe, maybe they will. You're, you're questioning, their... you, you think they have a catalog lar- as large as Usher? As large? No, but enough to put on a show. And then they're not there that long. They're like, there are two different dates, like in March and I think again in June or yeah. something. They're not. Oh, it's not they're, a full residency? I don't, I don't from... even know we can call that a residency. No, but what, I, no. what I saw, they, they actually announced a full residency. Yeah, uh, yeah, I TMZ feel like it's gonna said be... they're, yeah, say they're full, on there for a full residency. Weren't they? The weren't dates they the... I saw was like two wait, two weeks, one month, and then two weeks again <laughs> in another month. Weren't oh, they okay. there at, well, with maybe... the other, the last tour during Mike's? Yeah, new edition and um, Charlie, Charlie Wills, Wilson, and, yeah, Charlie Wilson. Yeah, um, they have some good songs and they can do a concert, but let's not forget they were the opening act i mean they shouldn't have been really out of that that one no 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 they shouldn't have been. who, who would have opened out of that lineup i mean well charlie wilson could have definitely cut down his set he definitely could have cut down his set he performed way too long uh i think jodeci has a certain audience that put them over 
are right there with New Edition, Over Boys to Men, and a lot of the '90s R&B groups. So I think they got enough. Uh, like w- women love Jodeci, bro. Yeah, yeah, and you have Casey and JoJo's individual stuff as well. So yeah, okay. Ah, uh, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that. you got to think. Yeah. New Edition had New Edition, Belle Biv DeVoe. Everybody had their own solo career. So. You got Bobby Brown. Okay, so I'm I'm not an expert. What does Bell Bill DeVoe have besides uh poison? I'm drawing a book. Oh, uh, damn. This poison. Oh man, I'm trying to think of a song. Like we're not talking about a slew of hits. No, right I'm just saying it's just okay. it's just two or three other songs that you can add. They had damn, I was saying I was listening to uh the song the other day because I was like, I forget that uh Ricky can sing like that. Uh <laughs> Okay, so I'm looking at the news now, Buff. They didn't give actual dates. They just start, their residency starts March 15th, and they didn't put an end date or anything on that. What you may have been thinking about in, in the same article that I'm looking at, Wu-Tang Clan announced their dates, and they'll be there February and then March for um, the Wu-Tang. No, the it was them. It, it, it was Josie. It just... Like I say, maybe the information was incorrect that I saw, but it was like two different dates, like a couple of weeks at a time. So, Belleville DeVos, BBD's hits are Poison, When Will I See You Smile Again, and Do Me. Do Me, baby. Ah, Do Me. Okay. Okay, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, March March 15th, March 15th through 24th, and July 5th through 3rd. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can see them doing that, but like, I don't see them having you know, a long stay. Like, I don't think they're still as relevant as an usher. You know, it's a time piece. Like, there's some people that... It's more like a reminisce. Yeah, yeah, like a nostalgia thing. Yeah, Yeah, because after 99, you know, you can say 93 to 90... 93 to 99, and they had some breaks in between. Do a couple of Tupac songs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how do you want it and toss it up <laughs> yeah if they gotta go that I don't even think we didn't even make it in the show like we missed most of Jodeci right Razzy was it Jodeci yeah I was late no yeah, we all walked Jodeci in at the same open. time yeah, no we caught the whole show we missed Mm-mm. no we missed Boys the Men Boys the Men was not in that tour I'm, oh, I'm thinking time. about the we, different we missed uh, Jodeci concert. Yeah, we missed Jodeci. We didn't. Miss we missed Jodeci, Rizzy. Because we we got there a little late. We stood. You know, we had to stand stand to the side and sneak oh, sneak in yeah. line. You know how yeah. long that line was? We're like, all right, that. Ooh, that <laughs> line was long. <laughs> oh wow. yeah, yeah, it was like it was like a TV. Oh my! It was like a TV show. It was like uh, okay. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just. Okay, it should be. We're gonna turn this corner in the lines. Okay, that you line know, was ridiculous. Then we're gonna turn this corner, and the line's gonna be. So <laughs> yeah. we just like, okay, we're gonna have to go straight. Uh, we're gonna have to go straight hood. So we gonna. I think we started walking on the inside, and I think I did the the, the stop in the shot my shoe, and like <laughs> hold on for a sec, and then, you know, got on the phone, gave us about twenty five to thirty two seconds, and let the line move up, and then jump back in, and or jump in, but it's it appeared that we were jumping back in. And uh, that probably saved us 20, 30 minutes. But yeah, 
Yeah, that that I don't know. Oh man, I forgot all about that line, bro. Oh, oh let's let's keep the party going. We we we've been we ain't even got to you yet, Buff. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Buff. My bad. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that, that's it. That's yeah, it. one more thing. Uh, didn't you or no? Oh, Tesla recalled okay. all the uh, cars, like every last one of them. But that's it. Yeah, <laughs> leave the world behind. <laughs> leave the world behind. Um, didn't like that movie, by the way. Sorry, Obama. Um, so speaking of Jodeci and music and stuff like that, um, I just want to give a shout out to musicians, just like local musicians that, you know, play in, in your local, uh, lounges and clubs and things like that. Uh, Tab and I went out to 219 last week. It's a restaurant here in the area and we just really like, they really helped the 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 vibe and everything just it was it was very dope it was a very good band I wish I could remember the name of the band but I just really appreciated them uh, I just like local musicians because I'm sure everybody has that dream of making it big but everything has levels man and they definitely have their place where people enjoy them it's one of the reasons why I like the show Treme another David Simon show who also made the wire but besides Treme focusing on the aftermath of Katrina in New Orleans, it focused a lot on the musicians that were there. So uh, I just I just think that's dope. I just want to give them a shout out. Uh, so that's that's really all I got. Other than I just want to remind listeners, hey, before we started recording, we was talking about this float. We're going to be on a skinny Monday. Mardi Gras Mobile. If you wear some Three Brothers merch, guess who we going to be aiming for? All right, so get you some merch, get you a hoodie, shirt, hat, something, so we can see you and make sure that you get some of our best throws that we that we have on the float. So three brothers, no sense.com, visit all the all the merch is like af- affordably priced. Uh, just get it, man, because we you we really just use it just to get name recognition. We're not even really looking for profit off that. We just want to spread the word of three brothers, no sense. So get you some merch. As soon as you can, because we'll be down there. That's all I got, man. Do you remember cool, New cool. York Undercover well, and how the uh, the artists became like a big part of New York Undercover when they went to the restaurant or whatever that was? The, and yeah. like they had a mm-hmm. different person yeah, every time. Yeah. Like I, we need a show like that that just like has a, a cameo type thing at every show. That that was just dope. We had just... we had Patty Labelle show uh, out all night that lasted like a season with Vivica Fox and Dwayne Martin, and that was like a big part. Like yo, who's gonna be performing at the club? <laughs> the, the closest so. thing you got was Chappelle when he used to have different artists. Yeah, uh, yep. but no. Uh, I wish that's what I thought adulthood was gonna be like. You go out to the local nightclub, and I think the times changed because I remember early late nineties, early two thousands, Tallahassee, FAMU. It's a lot of little live band. Shout out to Concept, uh, Rashada Duan, the Butterfly, uh, and those cats. That's when things were just rocking, but music was different then, you know what people appreciated we that 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 time period slash generation was one generation removed from listening to jazz albums and things you know mm-hmm. think about you know the cosby show and stuff where they would go put they would go buy this album and put it on just mm-hmm. you know my dad had i'm pretty sure all our parents um had those that that record collection and stuff like that so we were one generation removed from live music and quote unquote real music and 
now we're we're here today uh but no that was super dope man so we need to find a a live band a live club to go to while we're in mobile some good artists hopefully i know i know uh port city has some really good local artists so if it'll be mighty girl too so it, let us know shout out canary canary lounge they do they do a lot there they do some live uh and and kazoolas uh, so both of those, they uh, do a lot of uh, flavors. They bring in artists every all the time. But I think Azula's has the most artists that kind of rotate through. So um, if you guys are listening, okay, go check out some it. of those spots. All righty. Um, also, indefinitely. Indefinite suspension for... Draymond, yeah. Draymond Green is still just Draymond I mean, I don't even know what to say about that guy now. So, uh, I hope he gets help. I don't want to b- rag on him or talk about him too long, but I hope he gets help and uh, I hope his team recovers or they figure out what, what needs to be done because it just seems like there's a lot going on. Uh, I've heard different opinions about it. Gilbert Arenas on Club Shay Shay had a very unique opinion about him that I wasn't I hadn't considered before and you know uh, but everybody has opinion on everything so what was the opinion? He was more so because you know uh, Gilbert Arenas had his own little you know run in he used to be the one of the NBA bad guys bang bang yeah I shot you down yeah uh, agent agent zero so he was saying that you take the good with the bad if they want him to be the bruiser, they want him to be the enforcer, the heartbeat of the team. That's part of it that comes with it. Because once he softens or you take away that passion that makes him the heartbeat, you lose a part of him. Um, he said, I remember when he said uh, he tried to get his life together, get rid of, he eliminate with Agent Zero. And then it was gone for a while. And then the, I think when he was playing for the, the Lakers, I want to say. And they were saying, we, we need Agent Zero back. So that guy doesn't exist anymore. Like, I can't bring him back. Like, we almost like deleted this player. We deleted this character. And he's saying that like, once you take that and you take that passion or you you teach him how to deal with those issues or whatever, he's not that same person. So if you want him to be Draymond, the person who's going to be get down and dirty and be the heartbeat of the team, you take the good with the bad and the bad comes usually a lot when you're losing, you know, like you got to think they're, they're having a horrible season. And so it's, you know, it was a interesting take on it. Cause he's like, he doesn't, it, if you want him to change then you don't want him, yeah. the thing that the things that make him who he is and that he brings to the team, you know, that's what made, you know, Rodman was a wild man. Rod, Rodman didn't care about getting down and dirty. That's who he was. And so when you try to put a cap on him, you he's not gonna be robbing anymore. You know? Uh, it's like when you domesticate somebody. So if that's what you like about him. Um I think that's about it for now. I got I'll save a lot of my stuff for the for the end. So we can jump into the show. Uh Rizy, is Sophie available? She is. Let's see if she actually got her joke uh, together before. I I told her before we started, but we'll see. 
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ooh. Greetings, Sophia. How goes it? How, how's, how's your day been? Salutations <laughs> to you as well. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> Talking over. <laughs> Are you Canada? Happy Hanukkah. Huh? Happy Hanukkah. Happy, ha- Happy Hanukkah. I took both of the headphones. <laughs> all right, so so Daddy can't hear now. <laughs> okay, so we can talk all all we want about Daddy now. <laughs> yeah, he can't hear. He can't stop all you are. Like he, he can't hear. edit the videos. <laughs> yeah, just start <laughs> laughing and say he's not gonna like that, but it's funny, and see what he says. <laughs> he's not gonna like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> you would understand. Oh. All right, so yeah, he wouldn't get it over his head, right? Look <laughs> right over his head. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I have a hope he doesn't joke. hear this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for your joke. I have the All answer. Right. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall, <laughs> but summer wasn't too bad either. <laughs> ah, I was gonna ask how it was the spring. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're not gonna like uh, what you heard here. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, I get so, And congrats for making the newspaper. Ah. Oh yeah. I did do oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Artiste. I, I I drew a picture of the Grinch and then half Santa. Very cool. Very cool. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, that was dope. Oh. A holiday two yeah, face. Sure. Yeah. Holidays. <laughs> Holidays. All right. Get out of here. Go somewhere. <laughs> you don't really get out of here. <laughs> Love you. Happy holidays. Did she do? Did she do that for the school? Yeah, just in art class, and they picked. Um, so it was like three or four pages of art, and so she just randomly—that's what she wanted to draw—and then they picked. I think there was like four kids from her uh, elementary school that ended up in the paper, and she was just one of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, did you submit her artwork? Yeah. Mm-mm. So I don't know if they just went on Artsonia and and looked or whatever. Alrighty. Well, it's that time of the show, you know, it's question time. So for any of our first time listeners, what happens is this barbershop style podcast. Three brothers, no sense. When you hear the questions, we hear the questions. So our goal, because we can't even say this is what we do anymore, is for each brother to present uh, the brotherhood with questions. And we come straight from the dome and just give our thoughts and opinions and some might change. And we debate and try to figure out what we're going to do moving forward. So I love to hear my brother's insights. We literally got to one question last week. <laughs> Speaking of, so I want to start with that since uh, you got your question last week, Buff. And my question is actually piggybacking off your question. Uh, so for the listeners who might have checked out last week's show, Byron asked us to 
go over our our proposals, right? When we propose to our wives. And each one of us had different proposals. And then he went a little further asking, did we ask for, you know, the Permission. parents' permissions or, you know, their blessings? And we talked about going and looking at the rings and all these things. And uh, it led to a lot of conversations outside of the show about, you know, asking for permission and how you're supposed to do things. And I use that word very loosely, but supposed to do things. So thinking about gestures such as asking for permission or going to see the ring or doing things along that line. What are your thoughts on what I like to call ceremonial gestures? Where do you guys stand on those things? I think so. A couple of examples, like I said, would be the asking for the hand in marriage. You know, sometimes we hear respecting your, your, your elders or respecting your parents. You know, they use biblical verses and all these things. You know, women submit to men, you know, your husband and all this stuff. I like to call all those things ceremonial gestures. Like it's just, this is what somebody said. You're supposed to do this. Sometimes it's the Bible and that's how you're supposed to go about doing it. You know, honor thy mother and the father, respect your elders, you know, submit to your husband. You ask for this, your, your, your wife's hand in marriage, all these things. Do you think these things still, how do you feel about them? And do they have still have a place in our society today? And are there a few that you can say can kick rocks or, you know, I just want to kind of spitball with you guys. I think a lot of them do still have a place. Like some of the examples you gave, respect your elders. You want to respect your elders. Um, asking, asking your wife's hand in marriage. Now that one has become more and more of a debate, especially as we've at times jokingly, ask the ladies what they ever proposed to their man and that creates a whole <laughs> dynamic of answers from the women so that one can be debated but I think overall there's still a place for a lot of them and then some of them they either need to be tweaked a little bit or totally gotten rid of and so I, I agree with you and I want to take it a little deeper and maybe your answer will change I think the premise for these are all great but I think sometimes we blindly follow them and they're misused. So like you might have, let's say a coworker, you're 42 years old. Your coworker might be 65 and he feels like because he's 65 that you should respect him and he doesn't have to talk to you the same way that, you know, he's not your peer. Like you should just respect him because of his age. And I feel like we see that a lot, especially in our community um, even with parents, you know, I've, I've seen it firsthand where people like, well, that's your mom. We got to respect her. You know, like, no, <laughs> she didn't raise me. She was a horrible parent. Like she mistreated. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter what they do. It's we fall back on, hey, this is what I was taught. And so no matter what this person do- did or does, you still have to give this follow these ceremonial gestures, even if they don't hold true for this person or that person isn't even just and maybe maybe not deserve it. Well, yeah, there's always exceptions. I mean, uh, even so, I I definitely was thinking about mostly family members, but even in in general, I still think you should respect your elders to an extent. 
And like, even with family, I think at least I've experienced with some of the, the elders in my family, it's almost seemingly as though it's hard for them to make that transition of looking at you as the kid they always knew versus when you've grown into an adult with your own marriage and your own family. And it seems like they kind of battle, you know, transitioning to, hey, you can't really tell me what to do like like you used to. I I personally have experienced some family members where it's like, hmm, I mean, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? So I to an extent, and I think it's always exceptions. Go ahead, Ron. I, I was just going to say, I, I think a lot of people, especially with that respect, your elders or respecting your parents or whatever, their definition of respect is skewed. Respect doesn't mean I have to do what you say. Like you, you you're saying, right, Buff? It's like right, I need yeah, to I, yeah. I need to hear you out. Yes, I respect your opinion. Um, I will take that in consideration. I will talk to you respectfully. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do what you told me to do. Um, I, I I had to have that conversation with my mom a couple of times when she was like, "You're disrespecting me." I was like, "I'm not disrespecting you because." I choose to do something different. Like you said, I'm a grown ass man. And so I'm going to do what I think I need to do. Uh, and so just because you think I should do it that way doesn't mean that I'm disrespecting you because I choose to diff- do it a different way or I choose to go a different route. Uh, and I think that's the issue. So when you talk about that underlying, yes, from a base standard, you should respect them, but we have to define what respect really means. But when you talk about that, like those ceremonial, je- oh, you you want to throw in fur or no, no, no. Oh, okay. Um, no, going. When when you talk about those ceremonial gestures, I think there definitely is a place for ceremonial gestures. Um, we, we think about the military, right? Like we have so many ceremonies that we go through. You go through a dining in; it's very scripted. You have specific toasts that you have to do, right? You gotta do the toast for the uh, fallen soldier and, and all of that. And, and I think those ceremonies add to your traditions and the culture. And, and so that everybody kind of knows that, right. The, the bros, like you only facing what other men have met type thing. And it's like, we do these ceremonies so that we can say, I went through these things or I did these things just like my ancestors and just like the folks that came before me. I think that is where it really makes sense for those ceremonial gestures to happen. Uh, what I, don't believe in and what like you said tweaking i do think some of them need tweaking to go with the times right like some of those ceremonies were built when we we always talk about like the the women could weren't seen as equals right and so sarah the if you want to stick to the ceremonies that were when women weren't equal that doesn't make sense for these times in these days Right. And I think that's really what we got to look at is, does it still make sense to do those ceremonies, have those ceremonies? Does, does it make sense to go through those ceremonial gestures when, you know, we're not even in that type of area? I I liken it. I, I've been to a couple of Nigerian weddings and they and and they have that ceremony of the, the, the husband and the dad bartering over the dowry and all of that. And they go through this ceremony and they talk about. I'll give you two cows and this, that, and the other. And it's like, you ain't giving no cow. You're not giving no chicken. We know that's not happening, but they still do it from that ceremonial standpoint. Like, does that make sense? Um, and so I, I think you just have to kind of make sure that it, it aligns with the times and it evolves with the times as well. And you're not so stoic and stagnant in the ceremonial gesture that you don't 
kind of keep evolving with it and, and it holds you back. Um, so it's, it's going to be a, a ceremony by ceremony, gesture by gesture uh, decision on it. Um, but ultimately, I do think they're good for us and our history and that, and that feeling like we're part of society. Wives, obey your husbands. That's that's what's in the Bible, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so that was one I was actually about to open up with that. So I I, I agree with you, with you fellas said when it comes to there's a place and, you know, there's some good ones in there. And theoretically, you know, yeah, rock with it. The ones that are misused, misguided, even if you haven't even earned these, you know, probably 90% of the husband, 90, if not even more, 95, that's, that is their argument. That they, even, they might even say it to the wife, but in the back of their mind, that's what they're thinking. And if their wife isn't doing this, then she's a bad wife. You're not even considering your part in this, right? It's, it's well, wives, wives obey your husbands or submit to your husband. Or women don't like the word submit and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, dude, but you're a piece of trash. Like, you know, like you, you know, and I'm not saying she shouldn't because that's a whole nother conversation. We've talked about that before. What I'm saying is what's your part in this? So honor thy mother and their father. Yeah, you should, you know, especially if you have good parents. And like you said, you have those conversations, your mom. I'm at least you're around to have this conversation to try to give me some guidance or ask me to do something. But there's a lot of parents that are completely estranged from their kids. But then you still have family members telling them, well, that's that's still your that's still your daddy. You know, it's like, yeah, but my dad just is abusive or my dad beat up his wife or, you know, call my sister out of her name like whatever those things are and i've seen i'm not even i've heard these things firsthand or been close enough to these situations and it seems like there's a generation that falls back on this well that's still well, Byron, that's still your daddy you know mm-hmm. you know be thankful you got one like yeah thank you appreciate the sperm rule but at the end of the day it's at what point do we, I, why do I have to be the bigger man? And I never want anybody using that for my kids to, to rationalize why we should still have a relationship, right? Like don't use that excuse. I hope I'm a good enough parent where nobody has to use that argument where that's like, that's your default. Like, well, I don't got nothing else to say. I can't say, you know, he tried to help or he made the right decision or she did this. It is like, uh, well, that's still your mama. Like that, that's my, my go to, you know, you know, same thing. A lot of husbands don't have anything else to say. Well, you know, you, if, well, if you submit it, eh, maybe if you led better, you mm. know, um, these things respect your elders. Bryce, you were talking about the bros. We have this thing called protocol. And I'm pretty sure you've seen a, a bunch of older bros use that to their advantage and try to manipulate, you know, situations to their advantage. And it's like, look here, you know, bro, like do respect, like, we're not going to do that or I'm not going to do that or don't talk to me this way. Like I'm, we're still, we're adults here. It's like, we can have intelligent conversations. If this is, if the ceremonial gesture is the only way you can navigate something to your benefit, then is it worth it? You know, we talked about going back to the original one, asking that father for a hand in marriage. 
is that just something you do because once again he donated sperm has he been the father has he had a relationship with you and her and helped raise the woman that you fell in love with right does through her the interaction that made you become the woman you know her become the woman that you want to marry did she speak about him strongly enough that it was a no brainer right I feel like the three of us on here you know we all went about proposing differently but I think the way we are as fathers I think the women our girls like that's going to be a must for them not because we say so but because how we act as fathers and bring ourselves to the table I asked my 8 year old daughter that she's like yeah like yeah he has to ask you but you better say yes but yes he has to ask you right <laughs> like our daughters know this because of how present we are so if they didn't ask us does that say more about that young man does that say more about me or am I just in my feelings because and it might not happen you know it might not things change but um, that's really different you know like does he owe me that do I owe did I owe or did we owe somebody that if they didn't check all those boxes yeah with that unless y'all have something to say on that I just want to add like we, we talk about ceremonial justice and we're talking about a lot of the, uh, more traditions than cer- ceremonial gestures um and so I think of a lot of those ceremonial gestures of like flowers on Thanksgiving and and those types of things where people <laughs> Don't just even because. Have, it's just because society has told me that I got to give you flowers on on Thanksgiving or whatever, and then that's what you do. Diamonds, right, Buff? You're you're, you're super anti diamond, right? You got to give a diamond because society tells you that. I, I look at that as like a ceremonial gesture of this is the ring that I have to give you because that's what society told We're me. Talking to about do. the ring, the, the cost um, of the ring. Yeah. And so I call all those ceremonial gestures, traditions, whatever. It's like you do it. It's like a, it's, it's pageantry to it. Like it's like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to do this. You know, like if I don't do this, well, did, did the people are gonna ask the same thing? Well, go the day after uh, uh, Christmas. What'd you get for Christmas? The, after <laughs> uh, Valentine's, what he get you for Valentine's? What y'all do for Valentine? These are serious. If you have a great relationship like Byron, you open the show talking about you and Tabitha went out on a date. You had a date night. You had a nice. Look. You date your wife consistently, right? I admire how much energy you put into making sure she feels like she still wanted by you but if you fail freaking a valentine's people are gonna look at you like you're a deadbeat right like yeah. and for yeah. you i don't know how big valentine's is for you but uh, it's especially if you're a lady working in the office yeah, it's, 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 it's those things it's, it's guys out here who are trash 360 days a year i don't know what put all the big holidays that you're supposed to spend money anniversary christmas things you know valentine's all those things 360 something days a year but those good days the big ticket item days they do right mm-hmm. the ceremonial gestures right it's mm-hmm. if i do good 365 days 362 days a year but I'm not, we're not big into Valentine's. We're not big into like buying and exchanging gifts for Christmas, 
Rizy, I think you and Jim were like that. Y'all were really big into that. Like, you know, yeah. Like we specifically would not go out on Thanksgiving or on Valentine's Day. It was like we we don't we didn't want to deal with the traffic. Yeah, I was and hoping all you meant Valentine's Day, but you kept saying flowers on Thanksgiving. Oh, did I? I was uh, like, Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm like maybe that, maybe that's an Italian thing. I'm not aware of. You know, uh, yeah, Christmas, you know, Christopher Columbus. You know, he's Italian. Yeah, you know. Uh, we we bring countries but, in, in in smallpox. Uh, yes, yes. Oh man, but, damn. But that, that's my thing is. So when I say ceremonial gestures, I like there's a lot of things we do just because, and we leverage those things. You don't. You can prove that you, you show that you love this person 365 days a year, or 362 days a year, and because you don't show this ceremonial gesture, you know, you this token of love and appreciation on this one day. You know, I joke with Z all the time. Like, you know, people's like, so what are you gonna what are you gonna do for your anniversary? Like, it's her anniversary. Like, you know, we both got married that day, right? Like, we both got married. <laughs> like, it's not your anniversary, it's our anniversary. But the gesture yeah. is we're supposed to wine and dine them for our anniversary. Right? Well, no. I, I want something too. <laughs> you know, but the thing about it is like you 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 have to be it, it might be the 80-20, but you have to pick the restaurant you have to set up the date you know you you do all this so you can get your gift you know if she plans the anniversary like so babe just put on something nice when you get home from work and she took you out and you know whatever you wanted to do people like see that's what's wrong with men now women i had planning anniversary dates and all this stuff's like <laughs> i can definitely you know, hear that valentine <laughs> Valentine's is like it's a token of our love, right? It's not, you know, you have to. We're supposed to sh- supposedly show I love you just as much you love me, and we've said it a thousand times. I'm gonna leave it at this. And a gift, right? You know, what'd you get for the thanks, uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, in Rosie's <laughs> words, you know, what'd you get for th- uh, Christmas or Valentine's or your birthday or anniversary? You know, not a gift. Who's up next? I think it's How's on it me, going? man. Um, and, and if you guys don't remember, uh, I tipped my hand and I wanted to talk about it um, because so often we don't celebrate ourselves. Uh, we we don't talk about the good things that happen to us and the good things that we do and that we're the things that we are proud of in our life and everything. And so I just want to ask you, brothers, um, you know, give yourself some flowers, shout yourself out. Um, and tell, tell us and the listeners just kind of one or two things that you were like proud of that you've done, like proud of yourself for doing throughout your life, your accomplishments or whatever. And, um, and why, you know, that you're, you're kind of proud of that. Hard well, life for this year. Just, just through your life, through your life. Oh, through your life. Yeah, okay. it didn't have to be necessarily just this, this year. year. Just this year. Okay. So we can we can we can shrink it down uh, to this year if you just want to say that. But I do. I I think I want to say lifelong. What's kind of those those super high moments? Um, you know, and I, and I, and and the low hanging fruit. We'll take that out, right? Like marrying your wife and and your kid and stuff. Like we know you're proud of those things. Like just like a, a milestone accomplishment, something that you feel like I did that. Damn, you took out that. I mean, uh, were you going to hit on that, Byron? <laughs> nah, <Okay>. nah. 
I, I feel like I have one answer. I, and I feel like we, we must have done a version of this question before because I feel like I've said this before, but I feel like we always get new listeners, so why not say it again? One of the things that I am proud of is just the um, the home that I've provided my family. That's okay, Rosie. Yeah, yeah. It's not marriage. <laughs> it, it be, and, and, the, and the reason why I'm, I'm proud of it is because of how small I thought just 20 years ago, or maybe a little over 20 years ago, when I was still living in Mobile, sick, you know, listeners, you can shake your head at this. I, I shake my head at it now. But for me, I felt like I was going to be content just living in a nice apartment, working, you know, some job that paid decent, decent car, and that was it. And to see what I've been blessed with now and to have a home because my dream is always to downsize once I retire and to have a home so nice that my daughter's like, what? No, like I, I love this house. I want to always be able to come back to it. Like that was like when I got this place, they were, it had them in mind. Like I, I wanted to know where would I want to raise, you know, my daughter who was two at the time, you know, like where, where, where is she, what house is she going to grow up in? And for her to really just appreciate this neighborhood and, and just the life we have here, I'm I'm very proud of it because I may have said this story before too, but I had a job in Mobile working coastal installation. And coastal installation, you install fireplaces in newly built homes. So once the home got to a certain part and uh, uh, the carpenters had already laid out the frame for the fireplace, we come in, we put the fireplace in, we level it, and then we run the pipe all the way up through the roof. Sometimes we had a chimney through the chimney and would cap it. And we would like work with this galvanized sheet metal, come home with cuts on my hands like literally every day. So when I go to wash my hands and sanitize, you knew exactly where every cut was. And I just remember sitting on that roof in an Alabama summer talking to my friend Rock. And I was like, man. I said, man, I'm tired of working on houses that I'll never be able to afford. And like, I've surpassed that. Whatever house I was sitting on that day, I've surpassed that house. And so that's that's one of the, the blessings and things that I'm really proud of because I never saw that for myself. So that's one. I'll try to think of another one I've heard answers. Cool. That's, a, that's super dope. Um, mine is probably going to be vague and I hope you accept my answer then. <laughs> I think let's I'm, see. Let's see. <laughs> I think I'm proud of who I become. Like you know, I'm pretty sure I'm. You know, we joke about it all the time. Might be the least favorite on the show because I, I I do have my opinions, and a lot of times they are unpopular. But at my heart of hearts, I'm I really try to be a good person. Like I really feel like my goal in life is to help people. And I want to be somebody that, you know, my my kids, my wife can look at and say, that's a good man. Financially, you know, knowing where I come from and, you know, I've been blessed with having a bunch of loving people around me, but there were sometimes limitations of what they can teach me. And so to be able to um, not learn and everything on my own, but being able to 
pull from my own knowledge, experiences, others around me, having YouTube brothers to bounce things off of, even learning from this show. And that I'm somebody that, like I said, my kids, my wife look up to, you know, uh, Z tells me how proud she is of me quite often. And I just, you know, that's that's huge. But then even I guess to piggyback off of that is to now be a person that there's parents that say, hey, I want you to lead my son. Like, I want you to be a part of a program. I want to put my son in this program that is connected to you. I know you're not perfect, but I know you're going to do your best to help my my son. And if he can learn anything from you, you know, I've had a parent or two basically say that their sons are in this program because of me. They they watch from afar and they can see, you know, my wife and my kids and how I maneuver and how the people around me respect, you know, there's a certain level of respect that they have for me the way I carry myself. And, you know, there's like, those are things my son needs to see constantly. And that that's a lot, you know, um, because sometimes you don't, you know, I was really big at not paying attention that other people were paying attention to me. My siblings have come to me and said, told me uh, that they look up to me and I was a role model. And I was like, I had no idea. Yeah. You know, um, I think that, so, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is to be proud of is you are a role model. Like that, you, when you talk about the person you became and everything that like being a role model, cause everybody's not right. Like it, even if we're me, Byron, probably role models, they people can look to, but you actively go out in the community and play that role of a role model right like with with the lamplighters and 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 mentoring and that type of thing it's it's a it's a big difference of being a role model behind closed doors or just in your normal life and actively mentoring and and you know providing that showcasing that every day every week you know and everything so that's it's it's huge, bro. What you do and everything, because I I almost was like, nope, you know, the man you became that that's not good enough. But then when you kind of transitioned into the the role model, that's the accomplishment of it. But but uh, you know, growing into the man you've become it is an accomplishment in itself. Just like from where we came from, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I just never thought I and it, it sounds braggadocious. I just thought I was gonna be like the average dude, you know, like. Mm-hmm. There's an average dude, and there's nothing wrong with being average, but it's just like, like Byron said, that's what I thought my life was gonna be. We always, you know, always wanted to be a doctor and stuff like that, and I know that was the the goal. But how many people want to be doctors and stuff like that? And when that that the further and further that seemed like it was gonna <laughs> that that goal didn't seem like it was gonna happen. It there was a big part of me that was scared of who I was going to be because, you know, I was anti-marriage. I wasn't trying to have kids. I had a, you know, I was a late bloomer when it came to my career and financial stuff. So like I was really, you know, a couple of months away from just saying, you know what, let me, let me accept this, this path that 
apparently, you know, average is average for a reason. This is what most people live like. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I should just be happy that, you know, I can at least be average because a lot of people that are below average. And, you know, so yeah, that was me. Yeah. You got another one, Buff? Yeah, I didn't know if Rising wanted to go with one of his or you wanted me to do my second one. Yeah, I can. I can. Um, So it, it was hard for me because I, I wanted to talk about the family, talk about that and everything. And that's why I said, let's let's get the low hanging fruit out of the way. Right. We, we are we are proud of that. Um, And so one of mine was I'm super proud of the time I spent in the military and my deployments and uh, especially my Iraqi deployment where I went in and we helped a lot of people. Uh, a lot of times we, when you're in the military, you go in and it's bang, bang, shoot them up, kill them, you know, blow things up and everything. And that's what we were really trained to do. And going in as a civil affairs officer and having to do that non-traditional warfare and use money and throw it around. But I feel like I came away even though, you know, we talk about that war being, or both wars really just kind of being fruitless. Um, I feel like I made people's lives better, at least while I was there. Right. I, I talk about how I, I, I built a school. We talk about the micro grants we gave. We talk about the beekeeping. We gave jobs to a bunch of women. We, um, I helped with their, their banking system. We doubled the private investment or private deposits uh, in their private banking industry while I was there in my province, at least. So it, it was a lot that I was able to accomplish in a one year period. Uh, and so I, you know, going, talking with Santian when I went to her thing and us just kind of reminiscing about all the stuff we did while we were there. It just really got me to thinking like, man, we did some good work. We really did some good work. Uh, and so that was kind of cool to be able to walk away and, and just feel proud of the stuff that we were able to accomplish and do there uh, in that one year period and, and not feel like I, I went over there and I killed a bunch of people. And then I came home and the Taliban took right back over uh, from in Afghanistan and, and, you know, that type of thing. So I, I, I'm really proud of that one. Um, and I'll just go. The, the other one is a little bit about the family and it really is just, I'm proud of the the single dad that I am. I mean, I, I like I was at the school the other day and like the teacher, we were just I was just we were showing her pictures of the ho- the Halloween shoots that we do. Sophie was like, show them the picture, show them the pictures. And so, you know, I was just going through that with her teacher uh, at a little breakfast that we had. And the teacher was just like, you're such a cool dad. And like, you're always there. You're always here. We all know you. Um, and so I'm just I'm really proud of of the job that I'm doing. And I, I want to say that out loud and, and kind of say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Right. I'll, I'll toot my horn, horn, own horn a little bit. Put your horn toot in there for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I will say, uh, definitely, uh, I was talking about you recently and I use you a lot when I reference that, you know, and societal expectations of what men and women can do. And just, I talk about, all the things that you've done. And of course we, we, you know, you probably get pushed back that women have been doing this since the beginning of time. And a lot of have, so I'm not even, that's not the debate I'm here for, but for you, for Razio Mancarella Jr., you know, like keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I'm, I'm beyond proud of you. You've exceeded, um, which is hard 
because you see exceeded so many of my expectations and I have so much faith in you that it, it's it's hard for you to exceed my expectations because my expectations are so high for you. But man, you're 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 doing a damn, damn good job, man. Keep it up. And I applaud you for even taking with the military. I I recognize that I've I compartmentalize that a lot of parts of that for my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and even outside of compartmentalizing it, I've I downplay the things that we've done. Yeah. Like when you when we describe what we did over there and, you know, just our mission was life, limb or eyesight. You know, that that was that was what you were doing. I mean, we saved a lot of lives <laughs> while we were there. Yeah. I mean, save lives, change lives. And then the, the, the beauty of it is similar to what you were saying is you it wasn't a shoot em up, bang, bang thing. It was what I liked about the medical field or what it was supposed to be about the medical field is you didn't choose sides. Mm-hmm. It's like my mission is to save lives and improve lives, and I'll let the powers that be uh, decide the rest. And, and that's that's what I think at the end of the day, despite everything. And when I do have my moments and think about it, I can always say that you like at the end of the day, it was still I treated everybody fairly and equally. You know, I, I treated all lives equally. Can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, on air (laughs) but in that situation you know all lives matter when they're on a hospital bed yeah right I I don't want to have to pick and choose even though we had to right that's the that's where the PTSD comes in you know triaging but I'm gonna give everybody the same amount of attention once they get selected and they're on, on that bed and it's my time to do my work so um, Byron, what's your last one? Um, your sneaker collection? Lost, no, that's even though that's pretty cool. Um, I lost I lost both parents relatively early, both in their sixties. But um, I'm proud that in the the relative short amount of time I had with them, I made both of them proud. You know, my dad told me he was proud but especially my mom my mom's opinion mattered more than anyone to me uh because like I say you know I I do feel like at times even though she never like explicitly verbally said it, I do I feel like at times I was trending towards that slight disappointment for her you know when I was just like when I'm when I mentioned I was working at Coastal Insulation or uh, working at Sears, uh, Teledirect and, and little jobs like that. And it's like, okay, you're 19, you're 20, you're 21. Like you're not doing anything with the little bitty college degree you do have. What, what's the move? What's the move? So I feel like I was trending in that way. And I, you know, moving up here really turned it around for me. And it just went from me feeling like I was trending that way to she couldn't, she couldn't tell enough people where I worked. She couldn't show enough people that picture of me and Obama. You know what I mean? It just, you know, she got a chance. Cause see my dad, he never made it up here uh, to visit me in DC. So he never saw my home in person and things like that, but she saw it. She stayed here. This was like her second home. As a matter of fact, she came here so much. So she saw it and she was really proud of me. So I was very happy 
that I was able to change it because, you know, it was, it was looking like a, yeah, hey, hey, Hazel, what's your son do? Uh, he, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he just, whatever job I would have had at the time, he just does that. He, he live out there at Twin Oaks, you know, he, yeah. Versus what it wound up being. Oh girl, he up there at the, uh, that, 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 that Capitol building. <laughs> and he, he, you know, that was him walking with president Obama, mama, I'm not secret service. <laughs> that was not me. All right. <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? So <laughs> just so you know, she definitely told a lot of people you worked at the white house at some point. Or another. Yeah. <laughs> Cause probably that first year, I think it's the, the, the white house. They're both white. You've been yes. secret service. You've been secret service. You've been everything. Bro, I stopped fighting. When I come home sometime, I'm like, oh, did, 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 did my little nephew here that I told you work at the White House? Oh, I don't. I don't even correct it no more. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm up there at the White House. Yeah. yeah. It's white. <laughs> no, man. I, it, but to, so, to talk about that, though, really. You are one of those folks that, like, yeah, I got a homeboy that works at the Capitol building. Like, I, I throw you into a lot of conversations just based on that. I just want you to know I'm yeah, proud bro. to be associated with you. Yeah, we're, we're definitely coming back. Uh, I've, I've used you a lot recently uh, as we're planning our trip to D.C. for the, our Lamplighter trip. Right, yeah, right, I have right. a homeboy. Uh, I'm one of my podcasts, a close friend, on about 30-something years. Give the whole back history. Yeah, he works at the. He's a capital city police officer. You know, then I depends on how froggy I feel. You know, I'm telling you, you remember uh, January 6th and all that stuff. The people, <laughs> yeah, he was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, yeah, so. yeah. It, man. People like that, 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 that. Um, so the little HBO thing I was in, I'm in it for like two minutes. People take things and stretch it. I got people at work like, hey, man. You starred in the H, but I didn't star in anything. Bro, her. I'm, in it for, I'm in it for two weeks. I mean, two minutes. I mean, so I, my nickname is like HBO Evans. It's, it's crazy. Oh, it's good. Now you're HBO Evans. Yeah. Man, people take stuff and run with it, though. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So. Nah, man. But yeah, that's, that's what I'm proud of, bro. All right. Uh, do we have time for another one? Need to wrap it up, Razzy. No, nah, I think we're pretty much done. We have 103 now. Okay. We got, we That's got what two I questions. Yeah, we did. We two good better. questions, too, man. Mm-hmm. Two good questions. Two good questions. Um, let's go ahead and close it out, fellas. Man, all I really got is sneaker ball, sneaker ball. We talked about at the opening of the show that we're gonna be on a float. Uh, and so now we'll talk about how we're gonna be at the sneaker ball that Friday before Fat Tuesday. Y'all come out. Uh, the VIP is already sold out, so we got our tickets. We're gonna be the MVIP. So y'all can come. If you ain't bought your ticket already, go get the tickets to general admission uh, and you can still come party with us. But make sure you go out, get your tickets if you haven't gotten your tickets because it is going to be a time. It was a time last year, it was a time before that. Uh, it's going to be time again this year. So make sure you come, kick it with us there and then try to recuperate by Skinny Monday so then you can actually uh, watch us on the float and uh, scream Three Brothers No Sense and be like, Byron! Because he's a, everybody's favorite, so they're gonna call for him to throw stuff to him. So <laughs> that's cap. You are <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so but that's all I got, man. Just make sure everybody come out, uh, inspire you on air. Uh, the new beat of the bay. Make sure y'all download those apps. Check us out, Contentville. What up to y'all? Uh, and make sure you uh, check us out if you aren't 
listening on content veal hit us up on any podcast and platform and share with your friends because uh, we want to grow this thing even more we're going into our fourth fifth year um we've already finished four years at this thing so um we're growing we're continuing to grow and the only way we're going to do that is if you guys share and uh tell folks about us so do that I just want to echo everything you just said. And uh, also, if you see us at the uh, Sneaker Ball, or if you're at the Sneaker Ball, make sure y'all come and say what's up. Come holler at us. We love interacting with uh, anybody that, that listens to the show. Hey, tell us how you disagree with some of the things we said. I mean, we, we like that, too. Don't do that. You know I don't got time to talk to y'all all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had I had that Johnny Walker Blue last year. I think I'm going to do McAllen 15 this year. We'll see. Oh, oh, oh we're going to have some McAllen? Game. Okay, because yeah, you, you, yeah. you told me to get some of this Sinatra Select. Oh, you you got some? I, I'm thinking about going oh, ahead. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I you're right. You're right. No, all no, right. no. All right, my man. Okay, well, we can do both. So we can that do both. And, uh, are we doing that again? Ahead. You remember, we we got VIP, so it's open bar. Oh, yeah. You remember we went to the wrong bar at first? Yeah. We paid. <laughs> we sit down. She was like, no, no, no. That's y'all ball over there. <laughs> um, and also, uh, like Roger said, make sure you download Inspire You on Air and Contentville. Uh, check us out. We're there Mondays every day at 8 mm-hmm. p.m. Central. Every Monday at 8. Yes, yep. 8 p.m. Yeah, so make sure you check us out there. As well as the other podcast platforms. The only thing I have, man, is uh, it, I'm I'm happy to hear that Two Chains is doing uh, better. Two Chains was in a very bad accident last week in Miami during Art Basel. He was rear-ended, uh, taken to the hospital, but he's out. He's back home, and he's just he's thanking God and counting his blessings. It could have been a whole lot worse. So um, it's just kind of you know these entertainers. We usually only know them for their entertainment. But you know they're at the end of the day they're they're regular people, so I'm sure that was quite a scare for him. And just glad that he is doing better. That's all I got. Well, um, I'm with you. Thank you. So I'm not gonna uh, go too much on Contentville or inspire you on air because you brothers have said pretty much everything that needs to be said. Uh, but I will highlight what I said again about the sneaker ball uh, VIP. Oh, it doesn't matter. Tickets are sold out. But I was gonna reiterate open bar so uh it is what it is but a couple of things uh this weekend was my birth this tuesday past tuesday was my birthday we're recording on a thursday night my mom is up here so she's been up here for the last couple of days so it's just awesome to get to spend time with her uh this she's gonna be up here for a couple of weeks this is the longest i've spent with my mom since summer 2000 Right, uh, so uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, it's just it's just beautiful to see her and the grandkids and my wife and everybody gets along getting along. Um, that that's been the highlight. Uh, so that was my birthday gift. Uh, secondly, uh, congrats to our lamplighters, our sixth class, thirty two sons of the village. They will be getting inducted this upcoming Saturday, December 16th. So uh, congrats to you guys. I'm going to put it out there. Hopefully by the time the show airs on Monday, FAMU will be the uh, I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to jinx it. I'm not going to jinx it. 
But uh, we have a big game coming up this weekend uh, between Howard. They're calling it the Bougie Bowl. It's supposed to be going down. The Lamplight is lucky. I love them because I do want to be in Atlanta. This weekend is going to be epic. I don't think um, H- HPCU football seen anything like this in the recent history. So with that being said, three brothers, no sense. Six rules of podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.